This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. From the YouTube stream, Bolt says, great interview this morning with Jerry DiNardo. Jerry was great. If you missed any of that, uh, please check the podcast page. Jerry DiNardo was here for the Big Ten Network bus tour. First stop was in Lincoln. Northwestern today in Evanston. That would be very interesting to see what that's like. I'm curious if they talk to the players up there and as well as David Braun, the interim coach. But uh, once again, thanks to Jerry DiNardo for joining us last segment. Picks Penn State. We don't like we don't hate that. We talked we've talked at length in this show over the last month or so regarding Penn State. We would not be shocked if they won the division. No. no. Or won the conference, excuse me. Penn State, as like I said, they're a very motivated team and it's just about right for them. Just Michigan's tougher because of the quarterback returning. But like uh, like coach said, th- only 3 of the 14 are bringing back their quarterback. The yeah. same with that. That's that makes the league wide open. Yeah, that makes the league wide open. Right away, like I said last year it was like, okay, we, okay, like I said he mentioned at Ohio State how he goes. I didn't gravitate to the quarterback at all because I already knew him. He was he's a great player. Yeah, and just like you know, a year ago, you wouldn't have gravitated to Alabama quarterback. He's the returning Heisman Trophy winner, so it is interesting. But I thought his comment was. Uh, I'm sure not, not that his comment was spot on, but just very interesting how he noticed that with PJ, it's year seven. Right. What a, difference, what a difference year seven is. Because he he was pretty he was pretty bold about the, the, the guys running around and the and the guys running around behind him. Mm-hmm. That that stood out. That the, he thought they really looked the part, moved around wow. in, in in year seven. And and also he had great praise for the offensive line coach. So it appeared the three guys they lost, he must have saw him function at a pretty high wow. speed uh, from what he was able to talk yeah, about. Yeah, seventh year thing. I mean, one way he said it manifests itself as depth. I just I didn't get a chance to ask him. I wonder how else you can see seventh year, you know, versus, mm-hmm. versus first year. I would have liked to ask him that. And what other ways do you see um, – a program in its seventh year versus a program in its first year, you know. Probably, just the, and I'd have to, I'd have to think it'd be the number of. And there's there's always a change in staffs, 
but they probably have what seven to eight on Minnesota staff that have been, been there, there for several years. Yeah. So when you go to practice, when I was coaching for whoever, yeah. and you have worked with them before, you know everything how things are supposed to look and be. Right. If the, when you're first year out there, even though you talk about it, hey, we want transition, we want this, we want this. It's just better as it as it goes along. Like if you, if you just you know look at people's you know what, how things you know took off for Coach Osborne, it was as things kept going, they stayed with the same coaching staff, they stayed with the same coaches, had a plan, and all of a sudden things started to get better all the time. Yeah, then then I thought what he said about Sims was interesting, um, and he did say I said he said on the show that. He's got some development to do in the passing game. Uh, he's learning a new system. So he, he says, I think the pass game comes a little slower for quarterbacks in the portal age. And I guess that's just probably because they're, you know, all these guys, they're in their first year of learning it. So uh, so in camp, it doesn't yeah. develop as fast as it might if he if that quarterback was there for a while. And I think the, what we talked about in, in, in our early segment was – that he discussed that having the run game is the best way to develop it. Yeah. We talked about having a run game, be able to run the football is what's going to really help develop your quarterback. Well, yeah, they're going to try. They're going to try to do it. I mean, it's, I don't think they're just going to be a, a 60, 70% run team. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you got, I don't think you got the line to do it, but I think they'll take some pressure off the quarterback by trying to, you know, and, and trying more play action. I would agree. Uh, yesterday, uh, tran- transitioning to, to basketball, Nebraska did oh, yeah. go to Spain. They went 3-0, so they had a couple close games. They blew out the last opponent, so it was a good trip to Spain. We saw Eli Rice play well, Bryce Williams play well over there. Kale Jacobson, a, a walk-on uh, from Ashland Greenwood, had actually had a nice trip for Nebraska. But hmm. we all know the situation with Aaron Eulis, the, uh, the projected point guard for this team. Probably not going to be here. Not official yet, but probably not going to be part of the team. We're pretty safe on that one. Just going to say that. It's not official, but probably not going to be here. So Nebraska had to make some moves yesterday. They add a point guard, a Ball State point guard, Jerron Boogie Coleman. Great name. Mm. Uh, He was a second-team All-Mac player last season. Uh, Averaged about uh, 14.3 points per game, 3.8 assists per game, and and 4.9 rebounds per game. So... 86 career starts he's had in his, in his time. Uh, it's a lot of games played for that, Jerron Boogie Coleman. So with the numbers that he had and the number of starts, 14, what did you say, 14 points a game? Yep, last year 14 points a game. That many starts. My question is, it's just kind of odd, why is he still available? <laughs> well, wait, wait for he the just right graduated. Maybe. I mean, he just graduated. So, so he went as a grad transfer, right. so he just got yeah, done. He just so, he, so he just went into the portal? So he's not been yeah. in the So he just went he in? He just went in. Okay. That, he that, gra- yeah, he, he graduated. July twenty second. Okay, that's what that's what I was wondering. So he's eligible if, Tuesday, August first was the first time he was gotcha. eligible. That yeah. makes total sense. That's, that's interesting if, because if he'd been in the portal for five months, yeah, that, that'd be sure. no. That's 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 not at all uh, uh, unique. It's a it's a that's that makes total sense. It's interesting because he he did spend he went to he went to Ball State, mm-hmm. went to Missouri, went back to Ball State. <laughs> uh, now he's at Nebraska, and and the Ball State coach is Michael Lewis. <laughs> Former Michael Husker Lewis assistant. didn't mince words on this. It's pretty interesting what he said in a statement. Okay, This is Michael Lewis, who's a former Nebraska assistant. <laughs> he said, as a program, we are proud of many of Jaron's accomplishments. Might be Jaron, but none more than Boogie becoming his family's first college graduate upon completing summer school requirements on July 22nd. 
and this is where it gets interesting. Lewis said, I believe that Ball State University has gone above and beyond to provide a foundation of success for Boogie's future, including graduation. Although we are disappointed in the timing of the decision, we'll always support graduating our student-athletes regardless of risk due to current NCAA rules regarding transfer eligibility and other external influences. <laughs> yeah, he wanted him there. Yeah, he's not, he's not very happy. Yeah, no. Hey, man, we went above and above, above and beyond right. for you, and you left. Right. Come on, Boogie. Got your degree, got your degree and took <laughs> off. Yeah. That's the world. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't well, know I, what I, happened. I, 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 I really I, I can't imagine how mad he is because I would be. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, point not, guard. This is August, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, that's your guy. You're counting on that's that, your dude. Guard. That's your point that's guard. your point guard. That's your point guard. Yeah. And – that's yeah. That would be I, so. Oh, I'm on. Can, I'm on board with. Him. I can imagine. I'm on board that. with how it worked out here. So in the end, Nebraska may have gotten better. Should have. Sounds like. Sounds like the 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 that that probably have upgraded from having a something <laughs> go wrong to having a plan to go fix it. So it might be something that works out tremendous for. Uh, yeah, I hesitate to say they got better before I see him play. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen him yeah. play. Yeah. So. But his numbers now. I know that that wasn't the Big Ten. Those are pretty good numbers, and number of games started, right? Sixty-eight. Is that right? Thirty-five percent from three-point range. Yeah. Not horrible for that. Yeah. Decent for them. He's thirty-eight percent so. shooter overall. <laughs> I, he might be all right. I mean, this this is what you get in August. You know, you got a guy. It shows Nebraska over uh, Michigan, UCF, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Auburn, Oklahoma State, and a few others. So there's there's teams after him. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when you lose your point guard, That's you lose. Fascinating the way that this, this is a, a pretty nice recovery. It appears on paper for Nebraska to absolutely the nice likely job. loss of Aaron Ulis. Absolutely, uh, and again, like I said, it was it was an overall good appearance with the limited amount of guys. They didn't have their full roster out in Spain, and they still went three and zero. Not the best competition, but that was my other question. Was I don't know how. I don't know how you judge the competition. Right, I'm Impossible. not sure what level they were playing against. Not sure, but I think we'd all say we felt better about them winning right now and being three and zero, just to have success. Oh just, yeah, just to have success. Then it is say, well, we're going to play, uh, we're going to play their national team, and we get beat, and we're not, we're not get beat by forty. Yeah, that that that, that, that doesn't help you any. No, at that this point. That'd not be great. And so that's a. That's, um, I saw a few photos like that. So I looked at an awesome trip. So very impressive what they did, and also what the volleyball team that did just this summer and travel. Yeah, again, a, a, a name that popped like I mentioned earlier was was Eli Rice, someone that we've not really talked about for this mm-hmm. team, and he was at, he was getting eighteen twenty plus points a game in these in these three games. So Eli Rice, Eli Rice might be someone to watch out for. Tomonaga did not play, did not make the trip to mm-hmm. to Spain. He was occupied with I think he's playing as national national team. team. Yeah, yeah, so he didn't make the trip. Yeah, and uh, but but still good showing for the Huskers out in Spain, and of course a nice addition with Boogie Coleman mm-hmm. yesterday from the portal from Ball State. Nice. Uh, anything else we we'll get to before the game show? Sip at all? I don't think so. Bill, no, I'm good with everything. Um, like I we we talked about, we, we go back to the the part with ne- Nebraska and, and what uh, uh, what Coach said. I mentioned that earlier that it's probably have to get back to divisions. When yeah. you have 20, and he spoke about that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that made total sense that if all of a sudden it is – can you imagine that? Again, it's it's those four teams. It's Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Add like that, probably two more, which would probably be maybe Purdue, Indiana, whatever. Somewhere in the – Illinois probably is the one mm-hmm. that falls in there, Northwestern, probably Illinois, Northwestern. Mm-hmm. But that does get back to making sense again. 
yeah. it gets back to, to, to the way to go to have, because you're still going to have some cr- crossover games. So you're going to have that. You're still going to have some things. But I don't know how you manage it at, at 18. Now you're getting back into that problem where, well, they're in our league, but we don't play them. Never play It's em. like Georgia's never been to Texas A&M. Right. They've been in the league for like 14 yeah, years. Yeah, there'll be teams you don't play you know. for five years. And if you keep it's, adding, yeah. it won't even – I mean, you yeah. get to 20, get to 20. <laughs> There'll be teams you never just, played for yeah. 10 years, haven't been there for 10 years. I just years. don't see once you at 18 how you don't get back to divisions. Oh, and you have to. I think you have to get back to some form of a of Maybe a, more than two. Of a division. And so, yeah, the plan with it could be interesting, that's for sure. But I think that, that would be something. But, again, Nebraska's at the, at the, at the big table. Yeah, so I don't think they can lose their place. They're in, great, they're, in, they're in great spot with where they're at. The money's coming in. They're locked in. They have all – the new facilities, things are going in the right direction. Tough, tough league. Ooh. Oh, God. Ooh. Tough league. Yeah, schedule's going to be a bear. Tough league, who they added in. That was one thing also that I'd never thought about that Coach Gernardo uh, talked about was the distance from Arizona to Washington. That's a flight. Yeah. That's a flight. That flight is no different probably than, no, from, than L.A. to Nebraska. It'll be the same time in the air. <laughs> and so that's a flight. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> The so whole thing's amazing. It, so it's not uh, it's not so far out of the well, uh, the realm of uh, of possibilities. But somebody at, at at the Big Ten, they got a lot of work to do. They do. Who's ever that person right now that's just crunching the numbers and and trying to do schedules and and all those things. And like you said, all of a sudden it could be all done again. They release it in in because uh, just think about this. Two more teams. By now, generally it's always we talked about when it was going to get released. Right, the schedule is a big deal for us. So they got to say they got to talk about it. We got to know what's coming up a year from now. Now that it's all out the window, you're probably not releasing 24 until you might be just like five or six months yeah. out from the from the first game Ooh. before you release who you're playing. So that's that's mayhem, complete mayhem. mayhem. There's got to be some. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Some kind of window where you do it to satisfy the TV people, though, and your fans. Yeah, yeah when's the deadline? The fans when's have the cut off here. I'm sure. I'm sure. The- in their mind, Big Ten's like, yeah, we have a cutoff. We have to have this by this date. We have to have a release Can't date. Keep for adding this. teams. Because <laughs> eventually, except for fans, everybody's like, well, where are we going? Right. Because Nebraska has known now for what three months mm-hmm. of what their twenty-four and twenty-five schedule was. Right. Now Out they the don't. Window. So yeah. now all of Out a sudden, it's like, hang on a second. People, there's probably people already, already planning on things like, yeah, we're going to go to. The, oh, yeah. gonna, I'm going to go to that game. Yeah, this yeah all, not so fast. This all cropped up kind of quickly. They didn't. Nobody expected this to happen. Colorado jumping led to it, and it happened late. Just uh, think about that: a school with very little, you know, productivity as of late in football, in yeah. basketball, yeah. nothing. They're the ones that were like. Uh, the piece, We're out of here. you know, the, the 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 piece that when it got pulled, yeah, just flipped everything. Flipped everything. It just flipped everything. Yeah. It was, and guess who's smart? Colorado was really smart. They're like, we'll take that, and they and they got they got their full amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, they skipped yeah. Pac-12 media day. Said we're not going to be there. Yeah. Dion's fighting, you know, the surgery here. He's okay. Didn't have to didn't have to, didn't have to talk at Pac-12 media day. Didn't show up. And, that's, and then we didn't even get to, we didn't even delve into hardly at all the the Big Twelve. I and mean, right now the the Holy War is back on. 
BYU Utah. That's next right. Year. Yep. It is back. An coming. unbelievable rivalry. Yep. Back on. That is that good for the state? Absolutely. Oh yeah. It's great for the state. Not yep. just when they're playing, they're playing in the same league. Yep. It's great for the state. Yeah. Yes, they are. Okay. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 402-464-5685. Your chance to win a business box of bagels, two bagels and Joe. Today, the topic is Big Ten kickers and punters. Oh. What teams do these specialists play for in the conference? Is this current? Current. This year. This should not be hard. This shouldn't be that hard, but yeah. Yeah. Kickers and punters in the Big Ten conference. I think you know that. Give us a call right now at 402 Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, simple. Call now to play. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Don't be scared. We have a line open for you. 402-464-5685. Big Ten kickers and punters. You've got 14 teams. Not that choosing. Be that hard. It's not all of college football. It's it's the Big Ten. Four, and it's the, the current Big Ten. Not, not USC, not UCLA. This year's Big Ten. You have a caller. If you can hear me, you're playing the game show. Who do we have here today? JR. 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 Who Thank shot? Who shot JR? JR. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, JR. Uh, Bill is a lifeline for SIP for one question as always. First question goes to you. Here we go. What Big Ten team does Drew Stevens kick for? Drew Stevens. Oh, I got it. Drew Stevens. Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say Illinois. Mm. Steal if you know it, SIP. I don't it's know it. Iowa. It is Brilliant. Iowa. He's a stud. Walked on kicker. Was, kicked a 54-yarder last year. Yeah, he's a stud. He's their number one guy. He's good. He's very good. The number two I'm, guy's a gambler. I'm, a, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, JR says he's in trouble. Bill's in play. You're up 1-0. Right. First question. What Big Ten team does Caleb Griffin kick for? Oh, God. Is this for Sip? I might need some help on this one. Caleb Griffin. Caleb you got it. Caleb Griffin. Oh, I don't have Well, if Bill doesn't know, you shouldn't take him. You just take a guess. Penn State. Okay, if you're taking Bill. So Bill's out. Oh, no. Bill's nice, out. Nice job. <laughs> uh, JR, do you want that one? Do you want to pass? Uh, I'll pass. That would that would be Illinois. His first guess was Illinois. Oh, that one's on. Illinois. All right, back to you, Jr. Down one zero to tie it up. What Big Ten team does James Evans punt for? James Evans, one of the best in the conference. James Evans. This is embarrassing. Uh, I'm gonna go with Michigan. Okay, one of the best in the conference. I would not guess it if you don't know it because Bill's out and you can go back to zeros. Yeah, I'll just pass. That would be Indiana, the Hoosiers for okay. James Evans. Right. We the Hoosier get, State. I got to get one here. Okay, this is for the win. Bill's out, just you. I'm out. JR can steal, though, and go to the tiebreaker. What Big Ten team, Sip, does Jesse Mirko punt for? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, how do you spell last name? M I R C O. Mirko? Mirko? Okay. Let's go Maryland. with Mirko. Maryland. Maryland. I would have went Maryland, too. JR, you got to go for this one. Who does he punt for? Um, let's go with uh, Michigan State. 
<laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, you know My what? God. It wasn't pretty. We got one question right on a steal of Drew, St- <laughs> Drew Stevens of Iowa. He is uh, the Ohio State punter, also yeah. one of God. the best in the conference. So I don't know what to say. That's kind of embarrassing. Jr. Thanks for calling in. We'll get your bag on a coffee, but calling down the road. Thanks, guys. Happy Monday. Thanks, Jr. Okay, all right. I want who wants the tiebreaker? Bill, you want this one? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, because here we go. All right. Tiebreaker is this: How many punts ending inside the twenty-yard line did Iowa's Tory Taylor have last year? So inside twenty. Thirty-one. Sip over under thirty-one. I'm changing. It's thirty-four. Inside the twenty. Thirty-four. Over. He had 38. Yeah. Now, Brian Bushini had 14 last year. Yeah. Hmm. Thir- yeah. 38 for Tory Taylor. And, hmm. and Bushini is wonderful. Bushini's hmm. on the watch list for Ray, Ray Guy Awards. He should be. He's listed as the, like, the 13th best punter in the country. It's on the list. 38 inside the 20 for Tory Taylor. He was an absolute weapon as a punter. That'd be a lot more possessions. A lot more. Maybe some more punts. Yeah. I mean, they were punting a lot. They were punting a lot. That makes a difference. <laughs> they did punt a lot. Yes. Yeah, they, and they had a lot. And the offense defense stalled gave a lot. out a lot. Yeah, and the so defense. those would – the high majority of those will be daggers, which means they're punting from, you know, 42 to 49-yard line in. He's hitting the Aussie-style kick, and he's very really good at it. Oh, he's great. Yes. That's the one thing that – I would always talk about their punters, that you, you never go broke taking a profit, I'd always say, which means the R-yard line was always the eight. I want the ball to land at the eight. We're okay. not trying to get the ball at the one. Okay. Of that. And if the ball ends up at the 14, mm-hmm. it's still a profit. Still pretty good. Yeah. So you don't go broke taking a profit. No. You go broke when the ball goes in the end Shoot. zone. Yeah. You want to, you, that once did some, someone lose their mind, including myself, punt the ball in the end zone. That's, that's, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that, that just drives me. Right. If it go, we, I mean. <laughs> I can see that. <clears throat> Bushini had something that went in the end zone, but he, he was punting from. 67 yards away is a full punt and ball yeah. hit and roll. That happens. That's yeah. like, yeah, that is what it is. What if, but, it, what if it lands in the air? And the, <laughs> yeah, if it lands in the air in the end zone. What kind of stare down does that give you? That? And that's what Brian, Brian was really good at that. He could, could, he could control the ball and do that. We had a plan for for if if the ball got down tighter, we would punt the ball across the field to give you more grass. Yeah. So to, to, to help you with that. And then that's also why you change the drop of the ball. It's, it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, take your nine iron and your pitching wedge and hit it and hit it 200 yards. Yeah. You can't. That's the whole idea of the drop on the punt, okay. on putting the nose down and how you drop it. When the kick, there's no way that you can hit that ball that far. Right. It's impossible. God. And so that's why you have to, that's why you work on that. And that's also why you work on the geometry of the field. Mm-hmm. If you're at the 42 yard line, you don't, want to, you don't want to kick it on you're on the right hash. Don't kick it down the right hash. Mm-hmm. Kick it down the left. Now I got more space to operate with. Oh, yeah. To do. God, it's nice to have a good punter. I always thought it'd be very painful as a punter to have your punt blocked. How's, how's that? There's going to be like more injuries off that, right? Your, your whole leg is getting stopped in yeah, it's motion. Not a, yeah, it's not fun. It wouldn't be a wouldn't kickers, be a, punchers. Yeah. Man, those, those guys yeah. get they, they get hit. It's, yeah. it's, it's 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 really exciting though when it happens. It is. Uh, yeah, block punts are some of the best parts. It's of the super. Game. Fun. It's very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, congrats. It was an ugly game, but it's a win for you guys. God, so, yeah, one and really week. Ugly. Really Wait, ugly. I, we should know those guys. If we did our research at all. <laughs> if you would have asked me those, I would have got one. I would have got Drew Stevens. So the one you got I right, feel, that's all sort of, I would have got. I feel sort of embarrassed. No, don't feel embarrassed. Yeah. JR got none right. Bill didn't have any right. So it's okay. The spillover is next on Early Break in the Ticket.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.